I can mess with the volume this way or that way. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo live once again. I don't know how that works. I don't get a lot of live uh, listeners. I do know that it'll end up being recorded. And what the live does for me is that I get to put the description of what I'm going to talk to. And I got to adhere closely to the description once I put that in. Right? And I used to get some complaints from the listeners that I get too political. Here's a warning. I may get a little too political. But mainly it's about people not listening to each other. I've been guilty of it. And we live in a beautiful place that's like the Keys. Sometimes you have people that come into the restaurant, they're visitors, and they ask you a question and you want to answer the question that you want to answer. You know, oh, well, it's beautiful down here. It's so crowded. People drive like shit. No, they were asking about what's a good thing to do down here. I got two small kids. Right? They may go, well, we want to go, may go, snorkeling or glass bottom boat or take a jet ski out that's what they want to hear but a lot of times people don't listen to what people are saying and the people that are closest to you that ignore you and sometimes it's because we're too emotional when we're talking we're not choosy about the things that we talk about some people just get bored and they just don't want to talk about it and they just want it. And I, I used to take it personally. I still get the thing where people just turn me off for this podcast. Right? It's the easiest thing not to listen, right? But I'm here almost, you know, I, I was going to say every day. But I, I'm not here every day. I. I try to do it, and a lot of it is, for me, when, when I'm not listening, I'm thinking about what I want to say in response to something someone, what I thought the perceived question was about. Like, I'll be thinking, when someone's, I'm going to ask you something, and I'll be thinking, oh, what's the ultimate goal this person's asking? Instead of just waiting for the question, answering the question exactly. Right? Where's the bathroom? And then I point. I'm pointing over to the right. Over there. You know? Oh, oh, what do you like here? And then I'll go and say seafood or non-seafood. Lunch or dinner. Am I really hungry? What did I eat for lunch? It's just like one of those things. What kind of drink should I get? Do you want a, a drink with alcohol in it? Or one without? That's the kind of questions I ask. And that's active listening. Where you're listening to the person and you're trying to get the best information from them. And it's not always a question. Obviously, most things aren't questions. If people just want to tell you something, how their day was. When, when your wife comes home, you say, well, how was your day? How was work? Oh, tell me about it. How did it make you feel? Blah, 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 blah. All those things. And you just listen. People love that stuff. They absolutely love it. So I'm attempting to become a better listener. And on previous on the previous show, I was talking about building good habits. And things change. I did that with the gym. Last night, we went to bed at a decent time, but I just couldn't sleep all night. 
I was up. I have something crazy going on. I don't, um, I get this, feels like psoriasis with this, I get this uncontrollable itching. I don't have it now, but I'm laying in bed, I get it. Huh, you know, it's crazy. So I was up and down like four times during the evening. Not with the peeing thing that happens with the old guys, I know that, but just getting up. And what I feel like when I don't get enough sleep nowadays is like almost an exhausted tube of toothpaste, like squeezed out. Everything's gone. Don't have anything left. And today was my second week where I did my triumphant return as a spin instructor to the local gym. My at the wellness center, and I wasn't feeling so hot. But fortunately for me, I had one of my students I hadn't seen for over a year come to the class, Alice. And I thought that was really nice. Alice is uh, a couple years older than me, but she is full, she's energetic. She would be there for almost all my classes, and she's she's just upbeat and all that stuff. And I was so happy to see her. And I think, I think when I'm tired and things like that, when she, when I just saw her and asked her how she was, I don't know if I listened. I don't know. I listen sometimes when I'm tired and it kind of wrung out, like I said, from the night before, I just, I am not as pleasant as I think I normally am. Is that correct? Because I think I'm a pleasant person to be around. I could be sarcastic. You can say a lot about me. I'll be called an asshole. Called a dickhead. Called a jerk off. But I haven't been generally described as an unpleasant person. But I'm not. You could probably describe me as not a very good listener. And now I'm going to try that. And I would like to try to listen to. You guys, if you talk to me, if I get some emails from you, to jim at keysbartender.com. And uh, we are, the listenership is far flung, flung now. It's all over the place. I mean, we have India. I have Taiwan. Shubei, Taiwan. Uh, Decent-sized city. Fast-growing city. Used to be agricultural city in Taiwan. Now it's, I think it's uh, semiconductors. Things like that. Sounds like you're really happening there in Shubei, Taiwan. And I don't know. That could be an a English-speaking person there or it could be a Taiwanese of, you know, who's English-speaking and they listen to the show. And they're trying to, you know, they're just listening to stuff they want to know about the keys. And people say, you know what? Maybe I'm misinforming people. I'm not listening to them. They call the keys bartender. And here I am. Talking about people not listening. Hmm. I'm not really giving the people what they want, but I guess that's the name I picked, Keys Bartender. Maybe it should put like oh, the old bartender. Because Keys Bartender lends itself that we're going to talk about the keys and things that happen. It's a nice day today. It's kind of it's, you know, partly sunny. I like to say partly sunny. It's partly sunny is the glass half full. Partly cloudy is the glass half, half empty. Right? I'm trying to guess on that one. But neither here nor there. Uh, 
you know, a lot of conversations you get in with people, they already have a preconceived notion. And that happens in the bars a lot. People come up and ask your opinion, and they, they're not ready to take your opinion objectively. They already have their own opinion, and they're just waiting to hear yours to see if they agree with it or not. And a lot of times, they're just looking for a confrontation, maybe. And they have all the information they want to hear from. They don't want to hear anything you have to say because they get it from certain people get their information from certain places. I think <clears throat> if some people get their information from the flashiest of and flimsiest of news sources that are pretty much, I don't want to call them propaganda. But the stories are tilted to a political slant. And the people that, the conservative people say, well, that's what all news is. It's pretty much, news is tilted to a liberal or moderate stance. And they don't give an accurate airing out of the conservative or, you know, right-wing views. Well, right-wing views seem tendency to get more like religious views nowadays. Talking to someone who has a firmly held belief about religion and they're coming to see you to have a discussion. They're not looking to have... I used to have a regular guy who used to come by a Jehovah Witness doing their mission, whatever it's called, a mission or whatever. I've had Mormons come and do it, but they're very, Mormons are really, they're pretty, pretty slick with that stuff, but they're looking for certain people to get their thing for. And I guess, I mean, if you belong, if you have a, a good support group, why would you want to join another group? It's like if someone was in West Side Story and they were a member of the, the Jets, the sharks aren't going to come over, first of all, because the sharks are Puerto Rican and um, the Jets are a hodgepodge of white people. They're not, going to, they're not going to try to convince them of that. But let's say Jehovah Witness and stuff like that, they, they, they're not coming in to have a discussion with you. They're, having, they're coming in to tell you something, to tell you whatever you're doing is most likely whatever you're doing is wrong. If you open a door and say, I'm, well, I'm already a Jehovah Witness. What happens then? Oh, I'm, I'm a bishop. I don't know if they have bishops. I know the Mormons have bishops, but I'm a bishop. A Jehovah Witness bishop. So they go, oh, okay, well, I just want to see, you want to try to explain it to me or whatever, stuff like that. But <clears throat> they'll come in and they may look around and I don't have a crucifix on my wall, but, you know, the wife does. The wife has a crucifix on the wall here. A Jehovah Witness coming here, they would probably quickly tell by some of the icons and pictures that are here that there's a Roman Catholic that lives in this place. And for any evangelical or other Protestant religion, 
the Catholics there. That's the Catholics are for they're it's an they're anti-Catholic. They hate they hate the Pope. They may have a good reason not to like the Pope. He may have slighted them or something like that. I mean, there's a history of the Catholics not treating other people very well, especially Middle Ages and stuff like that. The way they treated heretics and stuff like that. And they didn't really listen. They're saying Martin Luther was angry at people selling indulgences. You know, the way to, you know, get away from sin is you pay for it. Or, you know, people walking around selling bones and saying they're bones of saints or pieces of the true cross, parts of the crucifix they're saying, or the shroud that Jesus was laid in. But they would sell all these things and, uh, wealthy people would say, well, I'm, I had my <clears throat> sins forgiven because I paid for this. I bought this indulgence. And, you know, instead of just saying, hey, you know what? We kind of do, we're, we really did go off the beaten path with the original intent of our spiritual movement that became into a religion. But try to convince somebody that there, you know, like like I said, like we've seen in history, Martin Luther, you know, he was excommunicated. Galileo was executed, uh, excommunicated, not because he said anything about the religion. He was just talking about science. He was talking about the sun. Uh, he was talking about a heliocentric aspect of science, meaning not a geocentric, that the earth wasn't the center of the universe. At the time, they were saying the sun was the center of the universe, which they understood as the solar system. So, yeah, he got excommunicated from Catholic churches because they, he changed, he came up with additional information that didn't really do anything to negate the Catholic religion. Uh, Joan of Arc was, you know, treated as a heretic because she said she was speaking to God and they were Catholics killing Catholics, you know. So that's people. So people that have diverse views, you got, you know, Jewish, Catholic, Muslim, they're not, they have so many preconceived notions. Every so often you see a panel, an ecumenical panel. I think it's called ecumenical when you have all these different people together you have all these different religions that say, well, we agree on the spiritual aspect of our religions and stuff like that. Now, you have religious reader, leaders, and they say, they're talking about the fundamental nature of their universe and who is the supreme deity and how to worship that deity, how to approach it. So, are they really listening? Or are they just saying, well, I'm just going to put up with what you believe in because what we believe in is the correct one. So you're sitting up on a panel with like a Muslim imam, Catholic priest, Baptist, Jehovah Witness, Native American, shaman, a Wiccan. They're looking at each other like assholes. You know, they're saying, well, you guys are failed. And some of them may be even worse. Some of these people just say, well, I'm here because I became a big guy in this particular club. 
But try to convince someone of that when they come to visit you. Just like my friend Ray come in and he started asking about what I wanted to do after death and all that stuff. And I said I really didn't make plans. I didn't really have a long-term... I didn't make post-life plans. I thought it was... I said to him, I think it's presumptuous of me. It's. It'd be much like saying maybe 15 years ago, well, let's say 14 years ago, before I met Abby, that Scarlett Johansson was coming to town, to Miami, and me making plans to go, well, 15 years ago, she may have been too young. Let's say Charlize Theron. And me deciding to make take reservations while she's coming to see me. Even though there is no evidence of it, someone could have told me, say, hey, Charlize Theron is coming to town and she wants to go out to dinner with you. And you know what that means. You can, she's going to let you pay for dinner. You're going to get lucky tonight with Charlize Theron. And you go, oh, really? And you, and you go, wow, that's great. That's great. I am going to go on a date with Charlize Theron tonight. And then... I'm, I'm most likely going to have sex with her. How do you know this? Well, this guy came and told me that. He assured me. He's, he, he has a direct line to Charlize Theron and that you are the person she was looking for. Now, if I said something like that, you'd say that's ridiculous. But a religious guy would say, listen, Jesus loves you. Jesus didn't even meet me yet. Right? kind of presumptuous that Jesus is saying Jesus loves you and he wants you to spend the rest of eternity in his father's house well that's a long invite right in the house don't and I remember in the movies stuff, but don't you get your own house am I going to be getting a condominium or is it more like an apartment and what's the lease like it's the lease like for an eternity if I go to the big guy's house is there a way that, that if it is an apartment building that it could go condo and you give me a fresh shot at it? I mean, that's what the Jehovah Witnesses are like. The highest tier of the Jehovah Witnesses, 144,000, are the closest, the highest level nearest God. I don't know if they're above the angels. I don't know if they believe in angels. Who knows, right? I'm not picking on Jehovah Witnesses, but I'm just saying because they come door to door. So when they come and tell you these things and stuff like that, I'm going, oh, wow, that's wonderful. Well, just suspend belief. That's what faith is for. That's what faith is for. You don't have to know. We don't have any evidence. But we have a strong faith. Or this is the evidence. Or this guy back in the early 1800s looked through the bottom of a hat at invisible golden plates that only he could see. And he got all the laws. And he dictated them to this other guy. That's what Joseph Smith did with Mormonism. And yeah, I understand when you say, I'm presupposing what you're saying. Well, didn't Moses go up to Mount Sinai and come down with two stone tablets with all the, uh, you know, the Ten Commandments. Why ten? Why not eight? 
weren't some of them redundant? You know, you know, don't covet your neighbor's wife, and what what that that's a big one. Do not steal. Do not kill. Honor thy father and mother. Kind of good. Do not take the Lord's name in vain. Always keep the Sabbath. Now, I I mean, why one day a week? How interesting is that? Why do they have to do one day a week? And why does everyone have to do it? Because doesn't isn't prayer a personal thing? I don't get understand it. Would understand it when a bunch of people are getting together praying. And you can say, hey, listen, we're going to be praying today. We're going to pray real hard. And this is what we're praying for. Well, I don't want to pray for that. I want to pray for this other thing. I want to pray for a new season of The Handmaid's Tale. Well, that's great for you. But I'm praying to see that we stop at Popeye's Chicken on the way home. See, everyone has their different agenda. How do you... Praying, praying to God, and then people have their selfish reasons. Say, I'm just going to pray and do, you know, I'm going to ask for my thing. What are you praying? Are you praying for someone else? When you supposedly, some people say, when you pray for someone else, that's when you get your, your prayers answered. You don't pray for yourself, you pray for someone else. And the, in the Catholic Church, they use the, they use a saint. To intercede, you know, it's like saying if it was, it's kind of like mafia if you think about it. So I'm going to get Saint Patrice to go and see God, and I'm going to pray to him, and he's going to pass on my message. And that message is, I really need to win this bet so I can pay off my 1987 mint IROC. That's uh, that's how they do it. They, the saints intercede, and uh, and Mary intercedes. I guess Joseph. Joseph's a saint. Saint Joseph. Mary. They don't call Mary the Virgin Mary. They don't call a saint for some reason. She doesn't. Where is she on that? Right. I never. I want. I guess if I was back in school, that would have got my ass kicked on that question. I would go and say, "Is the Virgin Mary above the saint?" I know. It's kind of like it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And they kind of have it as a triangle. But the, you never hear the Holy Spirit. It's always the Holy Spirit's always like represented by a bird, a dove. And Jesus, God's an old man, whatever, white beard, black beard, white guy, black guy, Asian guy, whatever you want to call him. And, and Jesus, who they happen to make in the middle of the Middle East, who happens to be a European-looking guy. A northern European looking guy, which doesn't make any sense because he it's in the Middle East and he's he's Semitic. So what um wait, where was I at this? Now I'm drawing a blank with this stuff. But they're pray, people are praying to him and they're praying to the, the Holy Mother and they're praying to the, the Baptist and you have Hindus praying to Shiva or Ganesh or uh Meditating, I think don't know. They don't pray to Buddha. They meditate. They use meditations, and then there's Zoroastrianism and, gosh, all this stuff. And there are people just asking for stuff. And it's funny we say listening because is they is that person really listening? They could be. It's if someone's praying, 
and there's no one listening. As is that, as if you're a child getting on one of those play phones they used to have, where you you pick it, you turn the side, and we make a ringing of bell sound like a ring, and you pick it up and pretend that you're answering it, and you're just having a conversation with nobody, right? Because there's nobody listening. I mean, my feeling is, I don't know. But I don't get the idea that people are so certain of these other things. And they're so certain and certain enough. It's like there's a commercial for Tracy, uh, for Rocket Mortgage. Tracy Morgan does it. Morgan does it. And people say, hey, Rocket Mortgage wants to give you uh can give you a better deal on your mortgage and stuff like that. Well, I think we're going to get another one. I think, oh, you know, he goes to dentist. I think this is a bicuspid. Tracy Morgan's like a dentist, and he's going to try to pull it out or something. It's like, this is what they think. You want someone to know. And in order to know, you need evidence. And evidence is easily replicated. Right? It's like that scene from Poltergeist. When... The guy comes home and the wife wants to show what's happening. He puts a, uh, with the little daughter in on a chair and she puts a helmet on her and she puts her in one of these. Uh, she puts it in a certain place on the kitchen floor and all of a sudden the kid in the chair are moved by some unseen force back. Now, they do it a couple of times. I don't think he really... He doesn't do any in-depth checking to see if there's lines there or anything like that or magnets underneath where they could probably really do that crazy stuff. But that's replicating a miracle, right? When someone walks on the water, you have to see them walk on the water again or rises from the dead. They got to rise from the dead one. Well, maybe they weren't really dead. I know I'm pissing people off right now, but, you know, it's your faith. You shouldn't be listening to the show and you shouldn't be doubting your faith. But then again, don't be so surprised that people don't buy your, your, your kind of unsubstantiated story. It's like a kid when they come to, someone's coming to your door and say, hey, listen, you don't understand it. I'm walking down the street and... There's this guy, and he calmed the waters. There were fishermen out there, and he walked on the water, and he told the guys to come and follow him. Right. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah, yeah. And then, you know, a couple months later, the, the, I, I, was, I saw this, that he was speaking to a large group of people and had limited supplies, and he multiplied it. So he made multitudes of the things they needed for food for people to eat the loaves and fish it was funny because you know who just gives someone a raw fish you know is it a dried fish are they biting into a, a, you know a salted dried fish you give someone a fish here you want to eat here's a fish you mean I got to cook that you know give me a fish stick but I digress again so when you are running into someone who has spotty information and you have a tendency to go, well, I'm going to have to see this myself. Much like the ghost phenomenon. You know, they got all these shows and people running around with their uh, special electronic gauges to show, oh, what, this is where the spirit, I feel a strong spirit presence. Oh, because this light's coming on. 
there's a lot of ectoplasm here. I know about ectoplasm from the movie Ghostbusters. So I'm supposed to believe that. So that people are speaking from... Right now we have people talking about uh, unidentified flying objects that U.S. military ran into, mainly the Navy. Small tic-tac-shaped, small tic-tac, about the size of a fighter, but moving at unexplained speeds with unexplained propulsion systems. Uh, Some of these objects, different types of objects, diving right into the ocean and coming right out. And we have pictures of it and stuff like that. And if it's true, and this was back, what was it, 2004, 2014, 2004, I think they said. 2004. People were, the, the speculations were that, and I know I mentioned it many times, that they were visitors from out of space. Right? Or a advanced technology held by a f- adversary or not revealed to us by an ally and they're just putting it out the shadow people and they just show them that they're not I mean if you were I mean if it was an adversary I think they might just go and say hey listen we got this we um, this is our a new aircraft or whatever it's on. It's, it goes 10 times faster than you can go faster in your missiles and you have no defense against it. Well, then it would be game over. Why would he, why would there be any need for diplomacy anymore? Right? So I, I'm kind of poo-pooing that idea. Uh, number three, it's a uh, elaborate prank. Elaborate. Um, it could be our own government doing it. Who knows? But the main one, that one up top, if so many people believe this, are we being visited and they're just, and it's not the number one news story? Is it the true thing of people not listening? Or that, you know, the temperature, the, the temperature of Earth is going up like two degrees or a degree and a half in the next couple of years? Where some scientists believe it's a tipping point. People, they just don't believe it anymore. They just hear it and they don't believe it. But they'll believe some crazy bullshit that people that belong to my party drink the blood of children. They're pedophiles and drink the blood. Now, which party? Are you cannibal or are you a pedophile? I mean, that doesn't sound like a sexual, a widespread sexual movement where someone... I mean, most people desired to kill the thing they want and drink the, or wanted to have sex with their object of affection and then drink their blood. An active person would quickly use up all their partners, right? It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound, first of all, it's crazy. It's a crazy idea. Because the first time someone does that, I think you'd lose a lot of, a lot of support. So, well, you know, that's not one of the things we're really into. You think, 
If you're crazy enough to think that, then it's hard to believe that you can even convince someone of that stuff or that the January 6th thing was just mainly tourist when they broke into the Capitol and ran, overran the security there and stuff like that. It was just tourist. So it's really hard to convince people of, you know, say, hey, listen, this is what we can re- replicate. And then whenever we make a mistake, when we have evidence of making a mistake, we come and we make a retraction and say, yeah, we made a mistake on this one. But they never retract theirs. You know, you make a bold claim. There's nothing to substantiate. If there's nothing to substantiate, what possibly could tell somebody that they're not? What, what could possibly negate their argument? What, what, what evidence can you give them that would negate their argument? I mean, that the last president was a true patriot when he sent sent out you know the translators out of the room and tossed all the notes whenever he spoke to the Russian ambassadors and stuff like that and was kind of like answering like a lapdog to Putin and we and you for some reason you think he's a strong he wasn't a strong leader he was very weak among the people we had to be strong around it's amazing what do you think but we're just they're just not going to listen. They're only going to listen to some some goofball QAnon conspiracy theorist. And that's what they're going to accept. Even though there's going to be no evidence of those things. And they'll talk about, there's a, people that come in and say that the, some of the crazy conspiracies that COVID-19 was brought up to bring down Donald Trump. Oh yeah, the whole world. The whole world created it. And China started in their country. You know, it may it may have come from a lab. But I truly believe, though, if it was a weapons-grade lab, that is not a very good biological weapon. It was good enough to put the world into panic. But biological weapons have a lethality that is like, you get like two... You know, one and two is is low, right? So, I, I it, it very well could have been. I don't know. I don't swear by it, but they swear by it. They'll swear and say, "Hey, listen, they know already." Remember, remember when hydrochloroquine came out, and they, everyone insisted that's the true. Uh, remedy for COVID-19. You don't hear anything about it anymore. We had a demon. We had a doctor who um, the former president cited who believed that demon, demon sperm created the pandemic. Or demon sperm could be the STDs. Stuff like that. It's interesting. It's interesting that you could be someone who goes through medical school and you can say something like that. But I've heard crazy things. These are specialists, some of these people. They know a certain part of the body. They may know the eyes, may the ears, nose, and throat. That doesn't mean they know the mind. 
or may not be able to comprehend reality. I know some very intelligent people and they do hold some really hard, hard beliefs with very little... Their, their evidence is anecdotal. And I can't... I can't argue with them. Uh, when you have a very intelligent person that believes in spotty, that allows their confirmation bias, a feeling they have before, to come up with information. And if it it conforms with their belief system and it furthers their goal, like, you know, all Democrats are bad, then they'll say, well, then that sounds like good theory. I like it. I rarely do you hear someone say something like that. Well, my belief is that Joe Biden is going to take all the 18-year-olds and move them up to Alaska and create an army of uh, people that think like him. And they're going to train them. They're going to think it's going to be like, it's going to be something like the, uh, whatever that was, not UNICEF, but Peace Corps. It's going to be something like the Peace Corps, but it's not the Peace Corps. It's just creating people just just after their image and their belief system. And if you said something like that, and they go say, you know what, that makes sense. It used to be in the 1990s. The conspiracy theory there was the UN and black helicopters. The UN was trying to create one world government. I mean, they, they, some people believe that. And they used to, uh, there was a letter I found uh, that was left. They, this guy left letters around and he ended up uh, killing people around. But I found, I found one of the letters. I don't know if the letter was from him. But he, may have, he printed them out and he t- talked about how, um, gosh, was Bush... Senior was president at the time. And how the North Koreans were going to be landing certain amount of, amount of divisions in the Chinese and the Russians in the United States to take over the U.S. People spent all this time writing this information down. And I don't know where they got their information from. They didn't say they got it from any place in particular. It just it sounds like a science fiction writer. And that's what we have a lot of times. But people that don't, they don't know the truth. It's not that they can't tell the truth. They don't even know the truth anymore. Because they don't listen. They don't use critical thinking. Right now, the Texas legislature just passed a law that you could carry a gun without a permit. Now we'll see how that works out. But, I mean, imagine because they're so <coughs> pro-gun in Texas, they're probably not allowed to keep statistics at the hospitals. The state doesn't maintain statistics on how many people are killed by gunshot wounds. I guess we'll find out. But I kind of knew, you know, you kind of knew gun control wasn't going. Now, we're going to play it out until it gets really horrible here. Because if Newtown, Connecticut didn't change people's views, 
I mean, after Newtown, Connecticut, that was the mass shooting that was at the elementary school. And all those little kids got killed. I mean, around that time, there was an Amish school where someone in, in Pennsylvania just came and lined up and killed a bunch of kids. Oh, you figure that if that didn't change it, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas here in Florida, the high school kids, or Aurora, Colorado. If that doesn't change it, what, what would change it? I mean, does it have to be, does everyone have to lose somebody and then realize when everyone has a gun, they say, oh, we're not any safer. Not having any safer. And that's just like, I guess nuclear weapons. They say, well, we can't have, lead. a lot of people have these nuclear weapons because not everyone knows how to, you know. I mean, the, the U.S. and France and Russia and China, they blew up nuclear weapons, but they did it underground in the oceans and stuff like that. And then they realized they can't do any more testing because it's polluting. So they restricted that. They said, well, listen, we're going to have the non-proliferation treaty so we don't more people don't get nuclear weapons because who knows, we won't be able to secure nuclear weapons. Sometimes a crazy guy gets in and starts shooting off. Much like a mass shooting. Much like a mass shooting. And right now they just figure if we can just pass something where everyone has to get a background check before they get a gun. Everyone gets a background check. There you go. If you've got a history of violence and stuff like that or you have mental, mental illness, no gun for you. And there's some people that are against that. There's some people about that. They want to get the gun show clauses closed up. So people can't buy semi-automatic weapons or the bump stocks and shit like that. Which there's always something new. And people say, well, you know, it really doesn't do, you know, it really won't do anything. These laws won't really do anything. They won't really help you. But why not? I mean, if people are dying, why why not do it? If it's not going to hurt you, how would it hurt? How does it hurt you? If you have to do a background check and you say, well, well, I had a problem with violence before. You know, I just punched somebody every time I met them so they won't let me have a gun. Well, that's the person you don't want to have a gun because they have outbursts of anger. So uh, it, it's going to take a lot of listening for us to be able to come to some compromise. Right? I didn't, I, I see the change needs to be made in myself. But if someone's holding on to some fantastic beliefs, fantastic beliefs, and it's a minority-held belief, this QAnon thing is minority-held belief, and the most, most people believe it's, it's kind of screwball. But that does not help them believe it any less when you think it's screwball and crazy and stupid. You're not going to convince someone that they want to, they want to, if someone believes that a pizzeria hides a child's sex ring and it's all over the United States and Hillary Clinton's involved, she's drinking blood and all this stuff, you're not going to be able to convince them of anything. They've already taken that, that red pill. They're gone. I mean, you might, you might have a change. There may be a way to change them. I don't know. 
but they're still out there listening to it. They're listening. They're the ones that are listening. They're only listening to one thing. They're listening to a crazy uncle. Now, that could be me. Who knows? Well, I'd like to thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. As we're rolling into Memorial Day weekend. I don't know if I'm going to do a show tomorrow. I might. But uh, be careful out there. Uh, if you're coming down in Keys, check us out at the Catch Restaurant. Send me an email at com. Like us on Facebook, Instagram. We're going to be uh, probably having a couple of special guests next week. At least one. I know I keep on saying it every week, but I won't. Thank you all listeners. Take care and have a good day. <laughs>